1: The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors.
2: Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Fine, fine, fine. Happy that we had Patrick A.'s um, 81st birthday celebration last weekend. And um, he's so funny because he keeps saying, well, I guess this is the, this is the start of my eighty-first year. I said, "No, it's the start mm-hmm. of your eighty-second year."
3: <clears throat> oh,
2: okay, all right. He got that. That was fine. That
3: sounds like my um, father, and I couldn't stand when he said that. But go ahead.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, um, he was. He got some phone calls from uh, my brother, your favorite paper boy. Um, he got a call from him, got a call from his cousin Chris Refrano, and he got a call from Joni Glover, and um, later in the day, he got a call from Ewan Meyer. So he was thrilled that all these people called him to say happy birthday. Well, okay. So I can't say that he got anything exciting as far as gifts were concerned, but he's okay. You know, he's very sad that he has a watch that was a gift, not a gift, I'm sorry, he bought it from his Uncle Joe Refrano. And it was an Omega chronometer. And it meant the world to him. I I don't know. And I was talking to someone else today, and I said, I just don't get it. I don't understand, especially men, why they get so engaged in the idea of a really fabulous watch like a rolex or something i could care less (laughs) it's just tell me what time it is that's all i want so anyway he got
3: a woman lynn who gets engaged in name brand things they like i mean you know it's a guy well i
2: that's i know i said that to the same woman i said you know maybe it's just that you know women love look at the engagement rings and all the other nonsense and i said okay that's fine i said but it's never really meant anything to me but anyhow with his watch we took it to a local jeweler who said that it wasn't something that he could fix because it was a part it was the second hand on the watch that had literally fallen off and was down at the bottom of the watch so I came home with it and I checked out a couple places and sent the watch to um, this repair place. They took a look at it and they said that Omega does not make the part anymore. And so they were sending it back. So I happened to mention this to to Pat's caregiver who comes to the house and she said to me, You know what I think you really need to see, not a jeweler, you need to see a watchmaker. I said, well, do you know of any? She said, no, but let me see. So she came back today and said that she talked to her husband, and he mentioned a jeweler slash watchmaker in our area. And so today she brought the watch over, and they said they would take a look at it, and they thought they could actually make the part which made him ecstatic. Because obviously, it means something to him, you know, the watch. It's not just that it doesn't work anymore. But there's a lot of sentimental value to it.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So that was probably the best birthday gift he got that he actually could find someone who could make his watch work again.
3: And the second best thing he'll get is when he sits at his arse at Russell tonight for his birthday dinner. Correct. Correct. That would
2: make him very, very happy.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. He loves yeah. it there, and that's where we're going.
2: Yes. So we'll have to report in next week and let you all know how how it went.
3: And, and, it was, so, and, and we do have to say, because you did talk about it last week, too, that that you were supposed to go to the the, the Jets Eagles game and yes. that had to be um, that had to be canceled this year because um, it's a little beyond circumstances beyond everyone's control. So that didn't happen. <laughs> yes. And, yes. But, but the game um, was, it was played. Was a good game. It was a good game. Yes,
2: indeed, it was.
3: The only With problem the... was the Eagles lost. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or, uh, Eagles lost. But it
2: was a it was a great victory for the Jets in the sense that. Not only did they win the game, but I guess in the last 12 meetings of the two teams, they've lost every time.
3: I thought so they this, said they've. Ne- Lynn, I thought they said in franchise history they've never won.
2: Well, they mentioned 12, so I don't know if that means that's the number of times they've been together or not. I don't know, but that's why know, it was such a sweet victory for them, and and it also meant that the Eagles actually lost their standing as an undefeated team. I know. So, it
3: didn't make me happy.
2: No, I'm not. Exactly. I'm, I'm saying it's not necessarily, it's, it's like, um, what do they call that? Um, sour grapes, I guess, something like that. that. It was something that was not necessarily just a game. It had a lot of implications to it, and it was something that I think the the Eagles really were quite crushed by the loss. Not that it was a huge loss. It was only a three-point loss, but it was one of those things that really um, made a difference in a lot of people's well, perception of the teams.
3: So whatever. There was a bad, there was a bad call at the end, too.
2: Yeah, there was.
3: So. There was. Um, yeah, I think it but was that game, or maybe it was the one after that. They, they, they both, the two games that we watched, that game and the next game, were like almost the same. It was like watching it the, the same game that yeah. we just watched. It was wild. But, um,
2: yeah, it was yeah, so, <clears throat> It was a good game. It was a very good game and Mm -hmm. um it kind of patrick said to me at one point you know i'm really kind of happy we didn't go to the game i said why i feel much better sitting here in my living room and watching the game here i said okay well that's good then Mm -hmm. i guess that means you're getting old i don't know but um, tyler
3: i kind of think that way too i i think when you're home you see the instant replays you're comfortable you don't know, have to deal with other people. You know, I I, yeah, I, I, know. I, I like watching it on TV.
2: So. I do, too. Um, but then Tyler, Jeff, and Isla went to the game. And, mm-hmm. you know, they took the subway, which they can do. And um, they took a picture of themselves at the stadium. And they said the food was fabulous, which has always been an issue for us in the past. Uh, because Tyler is able to get us some uh, some seats in the CBS box at the stadium, and because it is a box like that, it means it's also catered. And what we had the last couple of years has been horrible. I mean, the food was just pathetic—chips uh, and onion dip—and yeah, you know, really, is that all you got? So I, was, I said to him, so what kind of food did you have this time? He said, oh, we had sushi, we had cheeseburgers, cheesesteaks, we had sausage and peppers, we had everything. I said, of course. That well, would be that's good. good. Yeah, so that was wonderful. They all had a good time, and you could see Isla was really enjoying it tremendously. So um, she just loved going to these stadiums and any kind of stadium. You know, she just seems to have the best time. And, and I love watching her enjoy what she's doing. She's almost not really watching the game, but just really completely absorbed by all the people and the things to do and what to see. She gets totally engaged in, in the experience of being there. And it's really cute to watch a little one like that. get so excited. So I'm glad they went. I'm glad they were able to
3: fill that. Yep, that's good. That's good. So well, that was good. You you'll you'll be proud to know that I I took a little trip today to one of our favorite places. It's called uh, Nibbles and Bits. I knew it. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. And of course,
4: I have Mm -hmm. Patrick's
3: favorite little gift. That I'm bringing yes. for him today, uh-huh. which would be, which would be milk chocolate Buckeyes. Buckeyes. Buc- Buc- so, uh, yes, I have uh-huh. them, and he makes no qualms about ripping into them as soon as he gets it. He just pops, <laughs> pops them right in. I know. Even though we're not even ordering
2: our meals yet, and uh, he's, yep. he's already into
3: them. Yeah. Funny. Funny, he does love them. Yep. So anyway, that's what we're going to be doing tonight and uh he'll get a nice little sweet treat and I'm sure then he'll be ordering his favorite chocolate strawberry sundae as he yes. usually does there. Yeah. Um and it'll be good and that's he just always loves to go to Russell's. So, Yep. That's what we're doing. Um mm-hmm. and last week we took him we went for another little uh dinner prior to and we 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 were at um, Roberto's for a nice little spaghetti meal, and that was good. Um, and uh, it, and you had salmon, and Meyer had salmon, but Pat and I tried and true with our – that's what I love about him. He always gets what I get, a bowl of spaghetti. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Love well, him. good reason. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. He loves it. Yep. That's why I said I think I We – we've always been, like, Italian food lovers, because my mom uh, and my grandmother, my aunt was um, Italian, my grandma's brother married an Italian woman, and she, my Aunt Caroline Fizzula, and she was the best cook, and so she would always make food, and my mother lived with her for a while in New York, and so we just loved, um, all of us, my father a little more picky, but um, we all loved it, so, but anyway, so. We will take a quick break. We're going to have um, our guest expert from last week, who's in this week. It'll be Dr. DeNova from BREC, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show.
5: Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden, and more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399. Or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at LaurieCadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know.
2: Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am a certified financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance LLC. That's a financial planning firm that's devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women.
3: And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And with us today is Leah Jenakopoulos, who is a realtor with ERA One Source Realty. ERA has about 100 agents in 10 counties and about six or seven offices. And Leah is here as our regular guest expert. And uh, Leah, thanks for joining us and what's happening in the world of our local real estate.
7: Thank you for having me. So, A lot's been going on. The rates are up. People are panicking. What should we do? We need to buy. We don't want to do this. What are we going to do? There's not enough houses. So the craziness is still going on, but the inventory is still crazy. I still can't believe I'm saying that after three years now of talking about (laughs) inventory and like, yeah, it's just like, like a broken record. But then, you know, people are asking like, Oh, should we start renting? What do we do? Should we wait until next year? Should, you know, and, and again, I've said this before, those rates, I mean and it would be a miracle if it ever happened again. But I don't ever see those rates dropping to the twos and threes ever again. Maybe the mm-hmm. fives again. And when I say that, and I again I'm no I don't I'm not an economist, I'm not a financial advisor or any by any means. I'm just saying from conversations that I've had with people and everything like that, but I do think that the rates will possibly level out by quarter three next year. I mean they have to. So but when people are asking me, should I rent or should I buy, or what should I do? I'm trying to decide between buying or renting a home, and what what are like what what can you tell me? What should I do? I'm stuck and panicking, and and I get it. People are getting into panic mode because you know a lot of people are sick of renting, and and there's nothing wrong with renting, and I'm I'm saying that, but I also think it's like oh, what I've said before, it's the American dream, and you know I think that everyone should have the opportunity at one point to own their own home. But I, there's three different things. I always tell people when they're considering if they should rent or buy. And I think that kind of, you know, makes them understand it a little bit better. Why we should keep on the path of looking for a home is yes, rates are up, but rent consistently goes up and your rent's always going to go up, but you're also paying a hundred percent of your rent to somebody and. It's a hundred percent interest rate actually. So your whole payment is going towards Something that's not yours where your mortgage. Yes a part of that a big chunk of that right now is your rate I get that but when you rent your monthly payment generally just goes towards Whatever you're paying and so when you buy even though it's a higher rate right now it's still a fixed monthly rate and your payment's locked in for the entire length of your home loan. So for the next 30 years, if your payment is $1,700, that is your payment for the next 30 years. Or you can be in that same place, and yeah, so you just signed for $1,000. Well, next year it could be $1,250, and you still didn't find something, and you missed all the good houses while you were renting again, while you are waiting for something to come on, or you are waiting for your lease to run out. But I think one of the best things that people should know when you're a homeowner, you actually own a tangible and a valuable asset. So mm-hmm. the thing is you have equity. So, yes, home prices are on the rise, no doubt. But as you pay down your home, your, your loan and your mortgage, you're building equity. You're building an investment. You're building in something that you're able to keep and have. And at one point, whether you stay there for the rest of your life or you and you pay it off, you'll have that and you'll have a big pool of money. Or you'll keep that and rent it out and have money and you'll have an asset because when you rent you're not getting anything back on your return it's not an investment that you're paying into monthly and I think that's something very important to always remember that owning something becomes a very tangible and valuable asset so another thing I always like to divert their attention to is owning a home allows you to grow your own wealth over time so you know a monthly mortgage payment you know is considered sometimes It's it's a forced savings, actually, when you look at it, because you know every month that you have to pay this because or, you know, you don't want to go into foreclosure. So it actually helps that person in their mind build in their head actually a savings account because they know that what and I'm trying to say this in like a way. Not not necessarily like a savings account where you have a savings account and, you know, you're building that way, but you're actually building into a savings account because so you're paying it off every month. So then in, say, 20, 25, 30 years from now, there's your savings account. You paid off that entire house, so you build a net worth of 40 times higher than you do the renter because now you actually have something to show for all of that money you paid into. Yes, the rates might not where you want them to be, but I'll say it, I've said it before and I'll say it again, date the rate and marry the house. Like you, you don't, you're not stuck to that rate forever, which is, which is great. So if you buy now and next year at this time, the rates are lower, you could refinance. And there's several lenders right now that are doing a two, one buy down program. They're doing free um, refinance fees. So you could buy now and refinance when the rates drop. But If you buy a house, it's allowing you to grow your wealth over time. So I think that these are three important factors that I always bring to people's attention when you are deciding if you want to buy or if you want to continue renting or should you start looking for another rental and hold off on buying. I don't think you should ever hold off on buying if you're privileged to actually have that opportunity to purchase a house. Talk to your landlord, see if you can extend, see if maybe, you know, I would hate to do it but can I offer you an extra 100 150 a month to go on a month by month lease I I am looking for a home but I um there's ways we can work around it with your landlord there's ways to be creative there's ways to talk to people so you're not stuck into another year lease and you know over the course of that year you could have missed out on six or seven houses that you would have wanted the opportunity to possibly you know buy or look at so I definitely think To know the advantages of owning a home versus renting is something that is very important, and I think it's something that everyone should keep on the forefront. And we've had this conversation before. Some people, Mm -hmm. they travel too much. They're not in the same spot for long enough, and, and some people don't want to be landlords. You know what I mean? So, yes, renting is great for them, but there are a very big population of people that want that American dream of owning their own home, having it. And I think one of the best things I could tell everybody is it's your own savings account at the end of how many years at least that money's going into something and you're going to have something to show for it at the end of the day Leah how about I mean, the inventory
2: <laughs> which, what what
7: <laughs> what <which one? laughs>
2: what is that right right um, so you're still looking for homes to sell
7: right so okay. and it's crazy I can't even believe I'm even saying that we're actually looking for that 600 plus market I was wow. talking to another agent the other day, and he said, did you ever think ever in a million years that we'd be having this conversation where we our luxury market is sold out? I was like, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I never thought this would be a conversation, you know, because who would ever think that? You know, it's, it's definitely, I, I can't even believe that we really have no houses at that 500 Maybe a little bit north of that. I, I should say maybe 600 and up. I have two clients right now that are approved ready to go from 700,000 to 1.4, and there's not wow. a thing to show them.
2: Mm-hmm. Leah, where do they come from? Uh, they're a
7: the lot of people. They like, are? They're, they're, they're people that are looking to move up. They're people that are looking like, you know, they they already sold their house. <laughs> So, they've been looking oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, there are people that are ready like to, to grow or, you know, it's, it could be someone that, you know, has already sold their house a couple of years ago when the market was high. I had two people. I finally just got two of my people in houses. We've been looking since the one we've been looking since last Thanksgiving because I, I showed them the first house on Black Friday and I just moved them in. <laughs> but they were only looking for, you know, in the Abington's or North Pocono. And then the other one, same thing. They actually um, connected with me last Halloween and we'll be closing on their house in the middle of November. So Mm -hmm. well over a year for the both of them. So, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, but it's there.
2: Well, I see all these properties that are advertised, you know, and the was that Wednesday when they, when that comes out. Yeah.
3: And and I see a lot of them
2: that are well into that those numbers. So Oh yeah. What what's the problem? Why are they not selling?
7: Well, since sometimes um there's an issue, you know, with the house maybe or it's not what someone's looking for. Or it's oh. not in the area they want, or they want updated, or they want that you never know. Like there's a house that just went on for nine something and it went for nine something and they cancelled the open house and it went In the exact hour I mean the house I just got for my one client it didn't even make it to the open house and we got it off the market as soon as we could Wow yeah
2: I just find that so hard to believe that in this area that there are people that have that kind of an interest in properties at that level
3: well that's because we say this all the time the location that we're in, you know, the old location, location, location. But people, I yeah. think, are starting to slowly, slowly learn that we are conveniently located and there is, people do want that type of property. And to spend that kind of money and get all of the value you get for it is far different than when you would be getting it elsewhere. So it's 1, all
7: good. 1,000%. You are <laughs> spot on, on that, 100%. There you go. hmm So
3: Leah, how can someone get in touch with you if they'd like to uh, talk to you about real estate?
7: You can give me a call at 570-947-9250, or you can call any of our agents at our main office or any of our offices, but our main office will connect you with any of our agents at 570-587-9999. You can hit us up on all forms of our social media, ERA1, ERA1 ERA1Source, and our new website, ERA1.com. There
3: you go. Okie doke. Leah, thank you for joining us. Hope to talk to you you. next month. And we'll see you real soon. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show.
1: Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is.
4: Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem just one phone call. I don't even have to go to them, they come to me, it's great. I love being in the business, this was meant for me. We're very busy, I'm running every day and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's gonna be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity, don't you? Member FDIC.
3: Hi, everybody. We're back. Welcome back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business.
2: And I'm Lynn Evans, and I am a certified financial planner and the managing partner of a company called Women of Substance LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And our guest, one of our guest experts today, is Dr. Nicole DeNova, who is veterinary surgeon and owner of the veterinary referral and emergency center in Clark Summit. So, welcome, Dr. D.
3: Hello, Dr. Uh, having me as always. Hi. How are ah.
2: you
3: <laughs> okay. So, what do you have first to tell us today? Wait, before she says anything, first order of business, because we always have to ask, how's our little Tess? Oh. She is wonderful. Uh, okay. Growing
6: like a small weed, as all six and seven year old and all young children do. So, no, but she's great. Thank you for asking. Good,
3: good, good. You're welcome. We love her. Yeah, <laughs> she loves you both too.
2: <laughs> so go ahead, tell us what's happening, especially with Halloween around the corner.
6: Yeah. So I thought that we could use a little bit of today's time just to. You know have a a brief discussion for anyone that um, you know cats dogs doesn't make a difference but Halloween is it is just around the corner and you know this is a great time for kids and even if you're doing trunk or treats or you're you know you're still in a neighborhood where everybody participates and you go from house to house and getting treats um, you know just I think being safe, we all think about the safety for our kids when it comes to Halloween, but sometimes we forget about the safety for our four-legged kids. Um, So while we might stash some of those candies in baggies and we, you know, hide them on the sixth shelf somewhere, um, any of those types of candies, uh, you know, our cats and dogs, especially dogs, getting exposed to them. So, you know, chocolate is definitely, I think that this, point most people know chocolate is quite toxic the darker the chocolate the more concentrated the chocolate the worse it is sometimes you know if a dog just eats a little one of those little bite-sized snickers the worst thing is maybe some indigestion but it's also the concept of not just the chocolates it's also what else did they get into did they eat the wrappers as well um
3: i hate to say this
6: it's not uncommon that dogs come in and parents will say Okay, he ate 157 candy bars in one of those giant Halloween bags that you buy at the grocery store. And they come in, and we have to, unfortunately, it's always kind of a sad thing to have to watch them go through, but we induce vomiting. And here they bring up all of these individually wrapped candies. Um, You know, dogs don't necessarily have discretion about, I want to get past the wrapper for the chocolate. They just eat everything. Um, But you also, you know, just want to think about the fact that it's not just the candies, it's the wrappers, they can act as obstructions, Um, you know, they just generally don't feel well, and then they get gastroenteritis, it's inflammation of the GI tract from eating all these things that they're really not supposed to eat. Um, If you have little dogs, little dogs are more susceptible to things like pancreatitis, secondary to all of that, so you know, it, it may start off as an innocent ingestion of a candy bar and turn into a three- or four-day stay in the hospital because they get really sick. Um, so it's just one of those things. Think about where you're stashing the candy, how you're securing it. You know, do you have a little Houdini that can find their way into a cabinet? That might not be the best cabinet. might be good for the kids but not the dogs. Um, and I don't know I mean have you either of you had any experiences with
3: kind of issues like that around the holidays no (laughs) no no one time I think one of my dogs did eat a a candy of some sort but I never had that I I don't really have a lot of it at my house now because we don't do the Halloween thing but I I can see how it happens but I was going to ask the question as you said, they don't really care. They they just want to get to the candy. And is that, be, Nicole, because their sense of smell is so um, superior that they smell right through that wrapper? Is that what happens?
6: Sometimes. Sometimes it's just, you know, behavioral. I think any of us that have either had multiple dogs or have currently not that I'm one of those people um, have multiple dogs. (laughs) Um, You know, every dog is different. I have some dogs that are just absolutely angelic when it comes to that nature of things. And then I have little mischievous. I have one dog that how she hasn't needed surgery for ingesting things that she should not. Um, She literally, (laughs) I mean, I can go on and on and on to tell you the stories, but it's not uncommon that we will say, oh, Poppy, what did you eat this time? And she's had multiple trips to the hospital and radiographs and ultrasounds and knock on wood. I've never had to take her to surgery, but you know, there's always that dog. Um, so <laughs> yeah. if you're lucky and you've got a good dog, who's not going to mess with things, you're lucky. Um, but, and, and don't think that, you might have a dog that's eight year eight years old and you think, oh, they're old and they're smart and this has never happened before. Um, I can't tell you the number of times that I meet an elderly dog and the parents will say, this has never, she's never done this. And then one day she decides to do it. So,
2: and What about well, some <laughs> of the other candies, Nicole? I mean, that, that's, uh, things that you think of like um, those butter crunch things or whatever, Caramels, anything like that. Um, those yeah. are heavy concentrations of sugar. So, does anything, and, and lots of chemicals, does that cause any problems too? Sometimes it can just be something
6: like some gastrointestinal upset, but you have to be cautious because there's also some chemical components, for example, in um, gum. There's certain chemicals that are highly toxic for dogs. So, You know, what we, most of us don't read the label on our gum. We just see a nice, shiny package with a good-sounding flavor, and it's gum, and so we just buy it. But there are some ingredients that can be quite toxic to animals. So, um, And the other thing is, beyond even wrappers, not that Halloween really gets into it, but then you have to start worrying about, you know, the plastics, the packaging. As we get closer to Christmas, there's things like tinsel, um, you know, those are all things that are shiny and sparkly, long, thin objects cats can play with them and then eat them. And it's what we call a linear or string foreign body. Um, they can cause a lot of problems. Um, you know, so mm-hmm. it's just one of those general times of the year where it's easy for us to, <clears throat> excuse me, to start to forget about, you know, fluffy. Um, and in the meantime, when we're not paying attention, they're, they're up to the mischievous no
2: good. So.
3: So, Nicole, I that's would also good. then stretch it into Christmas. What about, because I'm, I'm sure that's what it is, like those those icicle things that you throw on your trees, those shiny. Yeah. Uh, those are probably wicked too for them to ingest as well because it's the same thing, right? They're, they're long and exactly. they wrap around yep. things.
6: Exactly. And then the other one that we get into around Christmas is Um, there's lots of festive plants that we can, you know, people will gift, uh, that you might buy, um, certain types of lilies that are very, very toxic to kitty cats. Um, you know, so it's just all these things that we start to bring into our environment around the holidays. And I, look, we're supposed to be focused on family members and that is our two legged, um, you know, human family members. And I think sometimes it's just easy for us to start to forget about what is going on in the household um, and the exposure that unintentionally we kind of bring on to our four-legged kids and we just need to be a little bit careful, that's all.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. So how is the emergency aspect of uh, VREC? Is that still Wednesdays?
6: It is. So right now, I know it's always challenging for everybody, but um, we do have emergency service open on Wednesdays. Um, and it's one of those things I can tell you the last couple of weeks we've been quiet. And I know most of my friends in medicine would be like, shush, you're going to jinx us. <laughs> um, I can tell you that yesterday we were phenomenally busy. Um, wow. And so, you know, for not just for us, but for any emergency facility, um, we always recommend that you call no matter where you're thinking about going. Don't assume that they're open. Don't assume that they have staff. Um, a lot of places are saying that they're 24-7, and they're not. Um, so, you know, if somebody says to you that there's an 18-hour wait, like I say, that's just a way of saying we don't have a doctor on duty right now. So call ahead. Um, and certainly on for us you can call us and we can give you a list of places that may be available if we're not um, we try and post things even on behalf of other hospitals because all the hospitals are trying to help one another out um, but you know just call ahead if you for some reason have an emergency need
4: um, mm-hmm. there's
6: still lots of facilities that are open it's just depending on the time um, and even if for some reason you call us on a Monday and, you know, I have surgical procedures going on, you may have an emergency, but if it's something that I can help you out with, then certainly we're going to have you come in,
2: so. Good to know.
6: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're as always, we talk about I'm part of the community, the hospital's part of the community, and so we always want to do things when we can, how we can. So whatever we mm-hmm. can do to help, certainly just give us a ring.
3: And okay, Paul, talk, talk to about um, the um, your angel fund, how is that going uh, uh, right now for for help and how that works? I think it's always good to remind people about that. Sure. So we
6: have um, something called the angel fund that uh, can benefit when you know, families just might find themselves on some financial hard times. Um, you know, there's we try and kind of keep the criteria a little bit loose, um, but in, in essence, uh, your vet may even nominate you. Uh, they can sometimes call and say, look, this is a great family. They come in for regular annual checkups. They've always been up to date on vaccines. So what we're trying to establish is that, you know, you're a responsible pet owner and you've done what you need to do. And this is a time that's just unusual, but if it's something that we can apply, towards the treatment uh, we certainly will and treatment could be anything medical management surgery Um, you know there are certainly some patients that we say look we take this in a day-by-day basis if things you know aren't looking positive or improved we talk we communicate each and every day but it's it's just a financial means by which if we can help out we definitely do so Um, you know An example might be your kitty cat can't urinate, they're blocked, they can't pee. um, And, you know, gosh, that's one of those things. It's like a blocked kitty cat or a one-year-old dog with a broken leg. I never want to see any patient euthanized, but especially something like that when it's so treatable um, and it's something that we can help out, then we will do so. Um, So that's essentially kind of the gist of the Angel Fund. Um, and you know, usually by the end of the year, we try and post something to give people kind of an idea of how many patients we treated in a year, how much money maybe you know we've spent. But I can say, on an annual basis, it's a lot, um, and that makes us feel good. It helps all of us as doctors because it prevents us from having kind of you know compassion fatigue, and um, it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to be in medicine. You know, no matter who you're treating, but especially with our four-legged kids
2: yeah I and, they're and so how cute. can how can someone make a contribution to the angel fund if they want yeah
6: to? thanks Lynn that's a great point so you can always call us uh, you can go to our website which is vrecpa.com. Um there's actually a link there on the website to the angel fund Um, and uh, there's actually a little spot where if you want to make a donation, you can do so. You can go through and see some of the patients that have been treated in the past and some of their stories and things of that nature. But it is a really great fund, and um, it's done, I think, a lot of good for the community and just for us as a whole.
3: Great. There you go. It's wonderful. It is. It's a great great thing, and um, being able to help people in that way has got to be Um, a wonderful feeling, like you said, not just for the community, but for you guys there, seeing that people need the help and you're able to do it. So how can anyone get in touch with you or the facility if they need your help?
6: Yes, so the phone number is 570-587-7777, and all of our social media is based off of V R E C P A. So that means, you know, for a website, it's .com. For Facebook, VRECPA. Uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, short of shining a big giant V in the sky. Any <laughs> kind of type in VRECPA, you should get a hold of us.
3: Okay. <laughs> there you go. Sounds good. Well, Nicole, thank yeah. you once again for um, um, helping us every year and, and, and working with us and sponsoring and we always appreciate having the uh, the big wig of the organization, or Lynn, as you call (laughs) uh, her. The the Grand Fromage. There you go. (laughs)
2: Thank you. Anyway,
3: thank you so much. We will see you soon um, and hopefully hear from you next month, and we'll see what happens with the rest of this weekend. Everyone else enjoy it, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend, and uh, be safe, and please be nice.